And then the bottom right box is the, yeah, we don't know what the fuck is going on here, bro. Kids, do you like violets? Too bad he's not here. Um, I thought I'd get that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> hello, this is Stat Check. I am Ennis, and uh, this is Upon Winds of Fire. I am joined by Nathan, and unfortunately, nobody else tonight. Uh, Curie is otherwise indisposed, apparently, and Anthony is currently flying across, across the uh, the pond so he can come to Coventry. So it's just the two of us today for this episode, which means somebody's got to listen to Nathan's stats and actively engage, which means it's me, and somebody's got to listen to my shite talk, which means it's him. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be a very fun show, we promise. We'll definitely talk about how Innes played in our vibe check lead and got vibe checked real hard. Absolutely bodied, by the way. Uh, yeah, no, we'll start with that if you want. Uh, I played my first round in our little TTS league for the Discord. Uh, I'm playing a terrible, terrible Iron Striders list, uh, running two Admech planes, 15 Iron Striders, and basically nothing else, because that's 1,700 points-ish. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of points. Uh, and I went second against Chaos Knights and Dawn of War that ran across the board screaming at me and went, dead uh and i promptly agreed so we were, we were finished in an hour and a half including banter before and after the game set up and interacting with the people watching so that was good i got to get some gsc painted uh for coventry which is another thing i'm sure we'll talk about uh how have you been definitely uh not really a lot going on here i'm mostly just working endlessly until i die apparently uh otherwise i redid my hobby room so i moved a bunch of stuff around and then i I'm still building Imperial Guard for massive amounts of painting that needs to happen this weekend. I'm going to see Why if I can get... Imperial Guard? That doesn't sound like anything anyone cares about. No, nobody cares about Imperial Guard. Especially not Anthony. They've not been, they've not... Not been announced or anything like that, right? Definitely not. There's no boxes of Guard or new codexes or anything that are coming out. Definitely no reason at all to be excited or anything. So you should all sell me your Guard on real cheap. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, other than that, not a lot going on. It's been a pretty slow weekend as far as 40k is concerned, which is also seen in the stats for this weekend. Um, man, everybody keeps asking about Turbo. Turbo and is on an airplane 10,000 feet above the ocean or some such nonsense. I don't know. Hopefully he's above the ocean and not on it or in it. Why would you? Why would you even bring that up? I don't uh, know. I just felt like the thing that I was supposed to say... I don't know. Not a question, on, just a little. Knock, Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate wood. that. I'm just going to knock on wood and pretend that I didn't say anything at all that could possibly jinx yeah, anything. Definitely, definitely be nicer about this. Um, uh, I, for my, for my part, I had a very small GT this weekend, unfortunately, not big enough to boost my CRX. God damn it. I keep beating people that are good and fucking RTTs and stuff. Um, so I played uh, Kraken Jitsar, or Kraken, not Kraken Jitsar, God, I wish. Uh, <laughs> Kraken Ravener spam, uh, uh, very based on John Lennon's list. 15 Raveners, Biovore, Double Tyrant, all that fun stuff. I uh, managed to pull out the 5 there, which was really nice. Good to get a little bit of confidence back going into Coventry. Uh, after a fairly disappointing LGT, so good to see I can still win singles games. 
um, even if it is under a little bit of duress and luck in Tau. Uh, I had a really, really nice moment where I went second against Tau on a completely open, like, RTT board. Uh, you, know how you know how they can be. Um, and the Tau player flew two Sun Sharks over and went, aha, I will shoot you now, and then combined the Sun Sharks to two damage, which was... I don't think it's average. That doesn't sound average. Does, doesn't sound, doesn't sound right, does it? feels wrong in a lot of ways. Probably Except in the ways. one way where I won the game, which felt very right. <laughs> it's true. You gotta it accept was... that one part where things work out just the way you want them to. Exactly. It's like, great, I played to my weak conditions. This should not have happened, but I played to them. So that means I get to feel happy about the game, even if my opponent is currently beating himself up to the end, nth, nth, nth degree. Uh, I've never seen a tank player's face drop quite so quickly as when they realize they've not done any damage. <laughs> It's like, I only killed, like, four Raveners there. <laughs> I mean, it just reminds me of the one game where I watched Votan just Votan the Tau yeah, into the exactly. ground. You know, that there's that look of absolute fright when the Tau player's like, well, nothing of mine worked. Everything's in the open. Um, please don't do anything to me as I sit here with my ass in the wind. Yeah, there's, uh, there's no chance that the Tau being in the open could ever go wrong. Um, so yeah, that was good. That was uh, Rapid Fire, which is uh, it was actually the first GT I ever went to back in 2014. When I was uh, I went to my first GT on my 19th birthday. Uh, didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew who the f I was. Uh, and here we are. 19th birthday, 18th birthday. It must have been my 19th birthday. So it must have been 2015. Rapid Fire 2015. Uh, seven years later, here I have finally managed to win it, which was nice. Um, yeah, finally. I actually I'd been to like four or five and never won it. It was just in that period where I was I was good but not quite good enough. Um oh. Yeah, so I I kept going like four and one and losing to the winner and stuff like that out of them. So it was nice to finally seal the deal, but after they've all retired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> still oh, counts. No. Still counts. Still counts. It only doesn't count if something untoward happens and even then it probably still counts who uh -huh. knows so anyway, yeah that was my that was my week of 4k other than that i've submitted gene circle for coventry i'm playing uh a variant on the list of lgt so i cut all of the trucks and added 40 more dudes with guns um because life is simple <laughs> so coventry is uh eight round eight round super major we're at next weekend i think it's somewhere in the region of 160 odd players uh there's also a two-day tournament going on at the same time five round which i think is another 100 players uh so all told it's like 200 and something there's a major uh, end of gt happening at the same time at the same venue yeah uh so there's it's friday saturday sunday for the three day and then sunday monday or uh saturday sunday for the for the gt just madness i love it but that's just so much stuff at once <laughs> i know right it's gonna be really confusing when you're like hey you guys are playing 40k but not the same 40k stay away from me you filthy heathens who couldn't take friday off work um <laughs> or thursday and friday and somewhere in the case of us who are traveling down from fecking scotland uh but it's a nice leisurely 12 12 o'clock start on the friday so we're gonna be up super super late doing some fun things that must uh, be such a long trek from scotland to the venue yeah for... it's like an eight hour drive i think mm -hmm. seven eight hour drive which is like are you driving or are you taking third... the train <laughs> that, I, can't, I can't drive uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like are you driving i thought this was a train expense uh, no train no we are we the, so there are train strikes on the thursday and the monday so we were going to get the train we are getting we're driving unfortunately okay 
Uh, we would have liked to get the train, but unfortunately, uh, the government and the government companies have decided to be assholes, so they're still on strike. Um, Fair. That's all I got. Uh, thinking. And Turbo will be there with you. I'm not explaining the GSC list. I'm breezing over that choice. Nobody gets to ask any questions about the GSC list. I made the decision. That's final. Uh <laughs> This is in spite of every single one of us in the stat check giving him absolute shit for switching to GSC after winning a GT with Tyranids. Dude, we I all played did it, it, and it was such hard work that I was like, I'm not doing this again. Uh, so I swapped to the I swapped to GSC, which is, in my head, somehow easier to play than Kraken. Um, How? It's all I got. It's all I got. I bro. want you it's to explain that part. You just need to explain the why of right, the okay, switching. So you see this Kraken list, right? It was really, really, really fucking sketchy <laughs> to Tau. And I'm expecting to play a lot of Tau uh, if I want to go all the way. Um, and the matchup for GSC into Tau is better because... Way better, because I just put all my shit in Deep Strike and then they can't play me. That seems legit. Okay, I gotcha. So you're just planning on just outscoring them on secondary and not giving them anything to kill. Exactly. Well, no, I'm just going to table their fucking ass. Uh, okay, that works too. I mean, fair. Sure. Look, y'all need to just believe believe in the me that believes in me. Um, I believe in you. I just don't know. Both my losses at LGT were within like 10 points. It's fine. I'm better mm -hmm. at 40k now. I just remember a whole thing that happened after LGT. Oh, yeah, where I was like depressed as shit. Yeah, no. Um... <laughs> I'm just, your friends are just all looking at you with the side eye for a reason. And okay, so the Kraken list, the that. people that Anthony really want me to play, if I have to start all the Ravagers on the board, and I ever go second, they all just die. And then yeah. I lose the game. And that list has no guns at all. So Sun Sharks are terrifying. You have to just throw your Hive Tower at them and hope for the best. Or maybe smite them if your opponent is bad. Uh, or you could play GSC, which has guns and lots of the guns and basically nothing besides guns. Um, and power to the foreign emperor. And then you just take a bit of spray paint and like a template and you just tag your opponent's army so they lose the 10 point painting points for having unpainted models as well. Um, <laughs> you fill that whole can full of like paint stripper, like just a bunch of brake fluid, and you just spray it on their yeah, army. Yeah, exactly. And it all just um, off. Plus, there's, there's strikes on. That's very GSC. Um, Everything's collapsing, like the economy, and uh, that fits with the undermining theme. Uh, I brought Excavate so I can dig my head out of the fucking bin at the end of Game 3. Uh <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on here that all seems to fit together perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got from every angle, like how I can come from the angle of below the table crying. Uh, <laughs> I've got a perfect ambush, like how I ambushed myself with my list, uh, because I couldn't think of anything fun to submit. You, you only live once, NS. You might as well just have fun with it, I suppose. Here, here see, look, Vic, Vic, let's see what Vic is saying. Vic says, but this is... Oh. Kraken list exposes a lot of medium-sized boxes. You, you just die. That's, that's what Vic is saying in nicer words. Are you then, are you using an argument from authority and, and then, using Vic's authority? This is coming authority? from someone who's bringing out Eldar Turner, See, Vic knows it's Tau Overlords. Kraken, bad versus Tau. GSC, nobody knows because nobody plays GSC. You see? <laughs> Undefined meta. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, this just sounds so much like raving tinfoil hattery, but I'll give it to you, Ennis. I'll give it to you. Look, I may look. or may not also be working look. on a Gene Steeler cult army on the side. 
Love because it. I don't know. All this ranting and raving has made me also want to undermine society. If there's absolutely no data on a matchup, how can it be bad? We're going to go into stats now um, on that note. So we're going to talk about this week in stats because I don't want to talk about Ennis's statement. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about how... Oh, God. All right. Train of thought. Rerailing. Okay. So over the weekend, we didn't have that many events. I think it was five events that were GT sized or larger that we're tracking for the purposes of our stats analysis. And there was a very cool degree of data slate implementation as well, right? Yeah, it was like three out of five had data slate and two didn't have the data slate put into place. So we're going to, I'm going to smash all the stats together for the purposes of that. But it's something to keep in mind is that two of the events over the weekend were still not using the data slate. And I mean, like um, the data slate basically didn't happen. So it didn't really do very much. So I'm not really concerned about it. I don't even think it's going to affect that many things in the grand scheme of things. You might see a little bit of truffle shuffling around of like where people are at, but we'll talk about that later. We can preview some stuff that we've got at the end of the month that we should probably advertise. Um, I will say at the top for win rate is Gene Steeler Colt, probably because there were only five people, um, but they did win 62% of their games. So there's that, but none of them got top fours. So none of them are me. It's fine. Okay. Uh, Chaos Demons are actually the thing that I think is more important to talk about. So there were 26 Chaos Demons players over the weekend. They made up 7.2% of the meta. They won 60.6% of their games. So basically 61% and had an, an overrep of 2.78. Everybody some welcome. Shit. That's some Harlequin shit. And by the way, they won an event. They top forward four events and they won. They top tend six. Six people. Yep. Um... Flamers are our problems, friends. And every time I hear a Demons player complain about how if we nerf Flamers, their entire army falls apart, I'm just going to point to this single data point while we wait to track the rest of if the If you can't points. be balanced, you have to be bad. That's fair. Um, Imperial Knights are scooting in right behind Chaos Demons, 5.8% of the meta, a 58.7% win rate, and a 1.7 for overrep. So Imperial Knights doing quite nice. Uh, Chaos Soup, which includes basically anything with a bunch of demons attachments. Chaos Soup is Thousand of Sons or Emperor's Children plus Flamers, right? Like everything else basically. doesn't really matter. And they're at a 56.2% win rate and overwrap of 1.13. They didn't win any events this weekend. Uh, Sisters are next at a 2.26 for overwrap, 55% win rate and 4.4% of the meta. Funnily enough, Astro Militarum is next. Oh, this is because the guy won bracket two at GW Open, right? He went seven and one. Yeah, there's one person who did really well. So they ended up with a 54.8%, but they didn't win anything. They didn't get any top fours and they didn't get into any top tens. So they're not doing super hot. Uh, Necrons are probably the next most important faction that everybody knows and recognizes. Necrons had a 1.65 over rip. They won an event over the weekend, got two top fours and six top tens. With an overall win rate of fifty four point six, which is basically how Necrons so, look every notably, week. I'm not hearing the words tower, or I'm not hearing the words Tyranids or Harlequins right now. So maybe the nerfs did do enough. We haven't gotten there yet, but Tyranids are definitely balanced now. Yep, that's what that's I'll what say. I heard. Tyranids definitely balanced at a fifty one point six percent win rate and a zero point six five overrep. Actually, underpowered, underpowered, underpowered. underpowered. 
Hoffenbach. You need to you need to let them uh let my poor harpies let my poor harpies go down in points again. Um, we need to encircle the prayback uh during I don't see old old death leaper as well. Like I don't I don't see a Nephilim <laughs> CP uh, <laughs> Nephilim uh, CP to go away. <laughs> I'm gonna skip Craft World because I don't care. Tau Empire is next at seven point one percent, seven point seven percent of the meta, fifty point nine percent win rate, and also a zero point six five overrep. Uh, mostly because there's a split here, which is seen in the meta dashboard data, where you have like a twenty percent split almost between experienced Tau players and inexperienced Tau players, which is something that I think needs to be noted. Uh, Good type players win a lot more than bad type players, a lot more than other factions. Half of that split. At the absolute bottom, with one player who made up 0.3% of the meta, we have a Votan player who won exactly one game and lost six games. Hell yeah, dude. Proud of you. You keep that <laughs> faction down there for one more week. We've got one more one more week with them down um, in the dumps. And I guess we totally forgot to talk about Harlequins. Harlequins... Still managed a 2.01 overrep, despite having only nine players in a 2.5% meta representation and a 44.3% win rate, which goes to show you, if there can't be many of you and a lot of you are going to be bad, one of you being good is enough to give you a good overrep. I, I will say from th there was so many Harlequins at my event this weekend, um, the Tau matchup swung super hard. Um, now that Tau just outranged them completely with like the fusion and the neuro, just like it, it looked real rough. Um, the the Tarakon player had to do a lot of Tarakon players had to do a lot of jank to keep the game close. Uh, I think the the game I watched was between two of my teammates came down to if the Harlequins could hit an eleven inch charge, they could win the game by like a point, uh, and they missed it and lost by twenty or something stupid like that. And then the second worst faction after Leagues of Otan is Space Marines, who had 64 players and made up almost 20% of the meta. And despite winning, I think, the largest event of the, the weekend... The largest GT of the Super Major. They had a 0.57 overrep and a 42% win rate as a Gestalt. If you split them apart, though, folks, it's really not that great. Um, Blood Angels doing work. Everyone else in the dumps? Blood Angels are at a 60% win rate. And then there's not another Space Marines player until Space Wolves at 20th on win rate, uh, who had a 47% win rate. And after that, it's just a pile of them. And then White Scars at the bottom. Oh, wait, yeah. Well, they didn't have any players. Imperial Fists oh. at the bottom. <laughs> God, I was zero... so <laughs> Imperial Fists are at the bottom with a 0% win rate. They had one player who won no games. I have a lot of my identity wrapped up in white scars. I couldn't have handled a 0% win rate, bro. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Ennis. Um, <laughs> it's real rough for a second. There. So, yeah, no, Imperial Fist out of the bottom with him. Blood Angels are pretty good. So, Upon Winds of Fire is uh, a, a, a very reference to Mr. Zach, I think, Zach Kerstarter, who managed to win the GW Open with his Blood mm -hmm. Angels list. So, congratulations to Zach. Uh, it's also a reference to Flamers of Zinch, which are fucking everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it works on multiple levels. That was what we were going for. It can be multiple uh, things. It's true. Exactly. So, it's a it's a it's a good pun. If it's terrible, makes your opponents groan, and also contains layered references, like an onion of shit. Um, <laughs> I don't think our CRS scores are updated yet, but I guess I can list them off just for funsies. Nah, it's fine. The CRS is. We'll just not skip it. Anyway. Okay, we'll yeah. just skip it. That's fine. We'll my my rank's not changed since last time, so we'll wait until after coming through. Oh. Uh, okay. I mean, the only other thing that I guess I'll talk about is there's some stuff that I wanted to illustrate. So I talked very briefly about Tau. Uh, considering their veteran versus casual win rate. 
Uh, Tower Rider 61, uh, and the casual win rate is a 45%. So casual is a person who's been to zero to one GTs, essentially. And a veteran is anybody who's been to two or more GTs. I think, did we uh, not split that up now? And now there's three tiers, or is that still not on the dashboard? So it's not in the vet versus newcomer matrix, but if you break it down the other way, we can break it down into newcomer, experienced, or veteran. Um, and let's break that down real quick. When we look at just experienced for Tau, they're roughly a 49. Do you want to put this up on the screen? We can see your frantic oh, sure. As we frantically click on things to get yeah. data. So for anybody who is new to this, the uh, the metadata dashboard is on stat check stat com, uh, where you can find the meta dashboard at hashtag at slash the hyphen meta. Uh, Nathan's going to pop it up now. There it is. You can see the little URL at the top there. Uh, that gets you access to the data dashboard. Um, that is free for everybody. You can just go and look at that. Please do. It's an awesome piece of work by Cliff. The different breakdowns. So there you have newcomer, experienced, and veteran, uh, which is based on the total number of GTs that player has played over the course of the year, uh, and it's live updating. So if you so a newcomer is anybody who's played zero or one GTs, uh, and then if they were to then play a second GT, all of their games would be moved into the um, experienced tier, which is two or more GTs, and then four or more GTs is your veteran tier for anybody who's played four or more GTs over the course of the season, all of their games from their first through to their last. Um, so yeah, let's talk data. Yep. So when we look at Tau, we can look at their, we're looking just at their veteran data now. So we've excluded newcomer and we've excluded the experience data to just look at veteran. And so they have a 61% win rate uh, with 560 games so far in Nephilim. Uh, with breaking that down into sub-factions, you have Tau Sept at 309 games and a 61% win rate. Why does that say um, turrets? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's just a fault <laughs> in the system. Uh, with Farsight Enclaves being a 67% win rate, although I'm assuming as we get into more Votan stuff that we'll start seeing things adjust because Farsight Enclaves depends on a lot of wound rerolls to increase efficiency, and Votan just don't care negating that with void armor which is on like 90 percent of their stuff i think actually i think it's on all their stuff it's on everything yep literally everything okay. has it. even the grimnir who's wearing underpants great um oh yeah even the berserkers who aren't wearing shirts they got uh, void armor bro <laughs> the void armor is their pectorals um yep. so we can really look at this data real quick so this is like i said just veteran which you can toggle here in the player gt plus experience and you have this for all of nephilim I think we just have Nephilim selected. So yeah, we have Nephilim 1.0 and Chaos Demons currently selected. Now that we've got a new data slate, we'll actually break that into another sub-meta that just takes into account the new data slate. So you have 65% for Tyranids at that point, 62% for Necrons, 62% for Sisters, 61% for Tau, 67% for Harlequins, and then apparently Drakari are doing okay at a 62% win rate, which is funny because they had no players, no wins, and nothing going on over the weekend. And the GT level. And then we're just going to ignore Forces of the Hive Mind. There's nobody playing it. There's 17 games there. And the next person who pings me about Forces being good, I'm going to be like, yeah. Three yeah, they're people. Just, they're just forcing the issue. Um, yep. Um, but yeah, this is something you can toggle and you can kind of stare at for a while if you want. You can also do something dude, that I find... so good. I just get... And I'm like, what a, let's see if I can find sub-factions with weird win rates that I should have a look at. And there's never any good ones. But, you know, guys, keep trying. Keep trying those weird sub-factions so we don't have to. Yep. So that's not, this isn't quite updated for this weekend. And once it gets updated for this weekend, you'll see this last updated 1025 2022 thing go away. So it'll change by the date. I will say that oh, I got to turn this toggle off. Um, 
one of the funnier things that I always enjoy is when factions are in this bottom right-hand corner, which we call the I don't know what's going on corner, which is currently where Botan exists because casuals have a 62% win rate and veterans have a 43% win rate, which I find funny. Yeah, but we'll talk so about the, this. The, bottom, the bottom left box is the I am bad box. The top left box is the good players do work. Uh, the top right box is the we have a problem. Uh, well, except for forces of the hive mind who just exist. Um, and then the bottom right box is the yeah, we don't know what the fuck is going on here, bro. Exactly. Uh, but really, it's just that we're short on Botan data. Um, we're working on the October update for Innis's pet project, and I. I we'll, honestly, uh, we'll talk about that after the section, actually. Yeah, I clicked the no no ranking for Votan for a reason, which is that there's just no data for Votan. That's fair. I think that's what I'm going to do, too. But. And that's it. That's all I'm going to talk about the dashboard. You should go check it out at stat-check.com, um, where you can take a look at all the fun stuff that uh, Cliff curates specifically from all the data that is gathered by Curie from every week. Uh, that's... Basically it for this week, guys. There's not a lot to talk about. The meta's pretty stable still. And as per last week, there's not really a lot of stuff exciting to talk about. Which I think is people sometimes take the wrong way. Is like that the meta is stable and pretty balanced. So that is not very exciting. And yeah, that's kind of what's going on. We're not every time a release happens, we'll see like some stuff shake up. Um, Votan's going to essentially give us two releases because there was the release of half the book, then the release of the second half of the book. So we'll see really how Votan impacts the meta more with the second half of the release schedule. And then we have Guard and then a whole new book in World Leaders coming out sometime in winter is what GW said, or soon, TM, whatever that ends up meaning. Uh, yeah, it just means there's not really anything terribly exciting happening. The people who are winning are winning. We'll see some shuffles from... The data slate, but the data slate isn't going to change things substantially because there wasn't any substantial changes in it. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the the whole cell outcome will be we see Tyro and Space Marine Chaos Space Marine a little better. Demons got an after buff from their competitors in Harlequin's Eternus taking a bit of a hit. So we'll just see the kind of win rates normalize. The top factions will pretty much stay as they were, I think. Right. Which is something we can probably talk about a little bit in the meta analysis section. I guess yeah, I guess sure. we can transition to that right now, unless yeah, you want so, to talk about your. Well, I'm going to do um, the plugs, and then I'll plug the. I'll talk about the meta report, uh, and then we can move on to the general talky section. So, uh, hi everybody, this is Stat Check. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, if you would like to give us a hand, or if you are interested in seeing more of us, you can check us out a few places. First place you can see us is on YouTube. So, if you're watching the live show and you want to see us see all our back episodes which uh, or see any of the bonus content that goes out to the patrons uh, and then comes out to everybody later on you can check that out at youtube.com slash c slash stat check otherwise you can check us out on patreon at patreon.com slash stat check where you can support us for a few dollars a month get you access to our discord and all that bonus content i mentioned earlier you can get access to that a little bit earlier and a little bit more that doesn't go out to everybody because it's not um it's not general stuff that we want to put out. It's just a little more specialized. Uh, so you can see a lot more of that. Um, you get access to stuff like our uh, TTS leagues. Um, I don't know. Yeah, earlier access to merch probably because that seems to be easier way to do it. Uh, we are working on dice, which should be ready for Christmas time, I think. So we're hoping to have those for Elvio. Um, so yeah. We do have a secret project that we... We are also kinda... working, on, we are working on shirts. I think that's the, the easy... Yeah, I think everybody kind of figured, figured it out is that we're working on jerseys. Um, so we will have jerseys at some point. We will do an order for them at some point. 
Patreons will probably get first dibs on that, and we'll probably push out some stuff to the YouTube over time. Um, but yeah, we've got a neat, cool. We've got a really cool design, I think, going that will. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. There. It's uh, it's a bit different. I like the fact that we're black and white for our logo, so everything works for that. Uh, otherwise, mm-hmm. if you are in a position, if you're not in a position to do any of that, and you just wanna just wanna uh, support the show, in other other ways, uh, check us subscribe, check us a like on YouTube, leave a comment if you can. It would be much appreciated, and it really helps us out with uh, getting the word out there. Um, because yeah, we uh, we like doing what we do, and the more people who are watching it, the more it becomes feasible for us to do even more. Uh, we're not going to be cutting down on anything we're doing, but adding more to the repertoire is very much uh, on the cards. Um, yep. But it, that just means we we need uh, we need to reach more people. We need to get more in, so we can put more out. That's kind of the uh, the ultimate end goal of all of this is to enable us to all keep doing all the cool stuff we want to do. Uh, so you guys helping us out with that in any way you can is super appreciated. Speaking of 100%. cool stuff that we get to do on top of that, uh, the next edition of the Meta Report should be out this week. I'm hoping to have it out for the Friday of Coventry, uh, which means I'm going to be writing it in the car on the way down to Coventry. Um, for anybody who doesn't know or didn't catch last month's, the Meta Report is our upcoming once monthly, or already had an, had an edition of once monthly Meta Report, where we go through our opinions uh, of the top, meta, top uh, factions of the game as well as based on, so that's based on both our opinions. So we vote, place them all in, you know, ranked, ranked order. So last year, last month, uh, the general consensus was turned into the best. Uh, Harlequins are second, so on and so forth. Guard are terrible. Uh, and then we also look at three different statistics and we look at the over-representation data, which is how well they do uh, events in terms of top four compared to their um, number of players. So if they have 10% of the players, we expect them to be 10% of the top fours. If they're 15%, they have a 1.5 times over rep. We then look at win rate and we look at total event wins over the past month. And those are our four factors that give us the meta report. And then I'll go into each of the factions in order and give you a little bit of a spiel and a couple of ideas of um, list directions that you'll be able to go and do a little bit more research on. We're not doing, we were asked if we could put a link to an example of every list. I'm not doing that. That's way too much work. Uh, pay me more. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any. Goonhammer, stop doing that. And Goonhammer have way more resources than us. It is if horrifying you, how much effort we, that would be. We also have a guest. This, that was what I was moving on to. This, we are going to be bringing on a special guest each month. Um, so last month we just did the five of us. So that's myself, Anthony, Nathan, Cliff, and Curie, uh, Jeremy from Team Canada, uh, who just contributed our opinions to, to give one fifth of the overall player voting. This time we're going to be bringing on Vic VJ from Dice Down and the 40k Fireside podcast, who is going to be giving us his thoughts and his ranking. Uh, we will also release Vic's ranking separately alongside the article so you can see what Vic's personal opinion was uh, and I will maybe hit him up actually to write a brief spiel on why he thought the top three factions were the top three factions or something like that um, but I have not discussed that with him so that maybe Vic if you're listening <laughs> he seemed to be in our chat before chatting up our our uh, watchers so I hopefully um, otherwise uh, I will do a brief rundown for it not a, not a problem. And, uh, but yeah so Thank you very much to Vic for helping us out this week. Uh, we will plug the 40K Fireside podcast in that article specifically. But if you don't listen to it just now, go and listen to 40K Fireside. It is Vic and Dave Gaylord from Dice Down, who are both players in England, who are fantastic at their craft. They're like top, both top five in the ITC right now. I don't know what their exact number is, so I'm not going to say specifics. But uh, they are phenomenal players and both Chinese apples in the community. <laughs> and we're super happy to have them on board. And Vic's, yeah, Vic's listening in the chat. Thank you. Look at that. <laughs> we, Our guest has officially said that he will write us something to yeah, tell see, us all a you little bit do, about guys, his choice. Peer pressure them on air. It's way easier. Uh, <laughs> where all 30 of our watchers can peer pressure Vic into making sure that he does 
does a thing for us, which we greatly appreciate, actually. Are we going to rip into that War Top 10 characters? No, because Anthony's not here to respond to it. Um, <laughs> next episode of yep. Fire, Fire, Fireside is going out tomorrow, so that will be Wednesday, the 2nd of November. So give that a listen. I'm sure they'll be talking all kinds of sense where we talk nonsense. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you to Vic for that. I will move on from the plug now, and we're going to move on to our general meta talk. Before we move too far, while we're still on kind of the plug topics, uh, Cybel's asking what TTS League, if you, you probably missed it for this round, but if you are a patron, we do run a patron TTS League for Warhammer 40k. We ran a previous one for Legion, which is the Star Wars Legion game. Um, and we'll probably I think I'm going to do the next one for Warhammer Fantasy Battle 8th Edition. So. <laughs> we'll get like two people to play and they'll all be you. Yep. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm joking. If you join uh, our Patreon, you'll get to be able to take part in some of our TTS League stuff and some other stuff that we run. Yep, that's we've got a fairly active there. little TTS community. Um, there's a bunch of, there's usually a bunch of people playing and asking for games. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, if that's something that just you, uh, is another nice little benefit is that we've got a fairly good community going on. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Star Wars Legion 1 was super fun. I ran Darth Vader at people. It was great. Uh, I am not going to win this one, but I did win that one. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's good. It's a good time. Um, anything else? No, I think that's it. Perfect. So let's move on to Meta Talk. Um, so I got my first proper experience of the new game. It feels very same as the old game. Um, don't know how much you've how much you've had a chance to play with it. I haven't played at all with the data slate yet, but I mean the data slate didn't really. I don't think the data slate did that much stuff really to the meta as a whole. Uh, exactly. I mean, Tyranids kind of shifted from like warrior spam specifically over to maybe one unit of warriors that it can yeah. protect with buffs with hive nexus and then like mostly monsters like you'll see a lot more carnifexes i think with heavy venom cannons running around instead of what we'd seen previously I hope so. just I think cool. 20 to 30 warriors right yeah exactly i think there's um the i, I did a i got asked to do a brief bit for goonhammer on this so uh that was in there for their uh, results in that article from last Wednesday. But my, my broad strokes thoughts on the meta update for Terran specifically is that you now have to choose a direction with Terranids, where kind of before you didn't have to. You could just play Leviathan and you were pretty good at shooting, pretty good at combat. This is for Nids comparatively, not like, you know, in context of the wider game. But for a Nids army, you were pretty good at shooting, pretty good at psychic, very tanky. You know, you were okay at scoring. Um, you were reasonably fast. You had the high turret. You were warriors advancing, shooting, and advancing, and charging. You got a little bit of everything, and then you got the durability that kind of tied that all together uh, into a nice little bow that said, you just kind of play the game. You get everything else for free. The balanced data slate for Tyranids specifically said, you now have to pick a thing with Tyranids, especially with Leviathan. You can't just kind of generally all render everything. You can still lean into the durability. You can play, you know, the monsters with the transhuman and the four of invulnerable save for the one turn. You can hive nexus out the four of invulnerable save onto Carnifixes, which is really cool, uh, really powerful for keeping them, keeping them alive and ticking. Um, but if you want to run just kind of a bit of everything, your list is going to run out of steam a lot faster because you'll now, you're going to be wounded on twos by your war with your warriors. For as tough as they are, they are not that tough. Uh, they are still only rocking a base four of armor save, which is one of the few balancing features that I think they got right on Turgor Warriors. They would have been very still very very silly with a three of armor save um so i think broadly uh the direction the leviathan took i think is fine uh i think harpies are the reason to play leviathan which is why i stopped playing leviathan because i hate playing harpies into a meta where other planes are good because people have a plan for other planes which means they have a plan for harpies and the harpy versus other planes swing match is just never never pleasant you don't want to be 
you don't ever want to be the losing side of the um, the play matchup. And with Harpies not having access to a redeploy, like uh, instead of the Kalyon that Tau have, it just makes that matchup unpleasant because you will almost never get first swing. Uh, and Tau, mm-hmm. even without planes on the board, can kill your planes. Without your planes on the board, you're probably not killing their planes with any reasonable efficiency. 100%. So, yeah, I, I moved to a Kraken list, which I think is really good. Uh, I think it's got its issues. It's certainly probably better on something like WC terrain, I think. Um, but WC, you can't really spore assist, so... There's, which means you're losing out some of the spore mines. Biovores are an absurd data sheet remaining. The Hive Tyrant is still incredibly fast, and Overrun is a broken stratagem, just fundamentally. Uh, so I think there's still an insane amount of power alternatives, and you can still absolutely win GTs and majors with them. Um, and I think if Tau were a little bit weaker or a little bit less represented in the meta, I would be feeling really, really good at returning still. But I just think that that matchup is just awkward enough that I don't like it right now. Yeah, I think, think Tyranids are kind of in like an awkward spot. I think that Kraken list is really good on terrain, like GW terrain, where you can play the Sporesis so you can get six plus three D three Spore Mines a turn. And you really kind of need that guaranteed six Spore Mines, I think, to do some of the move locking you need to do in a Kraken list to really make that list work really well. Um, Tau are hyper dangerous into Harpies. Because even if you don't go first, a good Tau list will just draw lines onto it with everything, unless you have a piece of terrain you can hide them behind, which is really only something I think you can do on WTC and UKTC terrain, because they have one really tall piece that you can hide a Harpy behind. Yeah, it doesn't quite fit. Okay. So yeah, your two Harpies, it, like, it forces you to push the I need my four up and vulnerable save button this turn, and if your opponent has hammerheads, they'll just vanish. Yeah, and I mean, Hammerheads aren't even the problem. It's just the, the like the volume of damage to fire is a lot more scary. Um, you can, you know, you can swing around. Um, like Hammerheads are very risky. The uh, the problem with Harpies is they also make you kind of list build in a certain way, where you kind of need to keep two, maybe even three CP for them, depending on what um, adapters you put on them, so that they can be reserved in those matchups, uh, which is just not pleasant. Or you have to run like a Tyrannosite, which is a super expensive way to do it. Um, yeah, it just, I don't know, it changes list building a lot. I think Dave Gaylord has moved on from them, who was the other, uh, one of the other top terrain players last season for UKC this season for ITC. Uh, he's moved to Chaos Demons for Coventry. So I think we're kind of broadly feeling in similar spaces for, um, for terrorists no. right now. It's just that what we were doing before didn't work. We're going to go and try something new before we fall back on the, fall back on the old default, because mm-hmm. it's really hard to go from a faction that was super, like, I don't know, it was very all-rounder, and then you have to go in on a specialized thing, because kind of why part of why I like playing Leviathan was that it was all-rounder. Um, I would have almost been happier if it had been taken less power across the board instead of all the power out of durability. Um, because then you would have still been able to do jack-of-all-trades, you'd have just been weaker at it. Uh, whereas now you're still mm-hmm. jack-of-all-trades, you're just also not durable now, which was kind of what I enjoyed. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how that, how that tweaks out. Um, but yeah, certainly for a few of us, we've just decided to move on. Uh, I will probably keep coming back to Terranids. They are my first love and my first faction, um, properly. Uh, but they are right now, not something that I'm super interested in taking to super majors. Uh, I really want to play fast shooting armies right now. And I just don't have that outside of GSC right now. So I'm playing GSC. That's kind of where it ended. I honestly kind of felt the same way, but I kind of got tired. I wasn't executing at the same level, obviously, as you or David or Vic were with Tyranids, but... Vic wasn't playing Tyranids. Oh, that's true. He was playing more Quins than anything else, I suppose. Was it Quins or was it 
maybe I'm just thinking of something else at the moment. That's okay. Um, I kind of transitioned over to guard mostly because their new book was coming out, but also because I'm not playing an event until January, basically at this point. And so I was a little bit exhausted by Tyranids and it wasn't even the data slate that caused it, but looking at the data slate, it basically shoves you into like one specific, um, shape of list. It feels like, and that is Kraken. And that's kind of a little bit terrain and meta dependent. Um, also, I don't like Harpies into a lot of matchups, but I also don't like it into the Chaos Space Marines, especially Emperor's Children matchup, where you have like six Blast Masters at damage four just picking up your Harpies when they ignore all of the modifiers to hit, which is a lot of the protection that you get from in Tyranids is minus one to hit from Venomthropes or the Transhuman, and it's not difficult to get rerolls in those matchups specifically. So you end up getting hit by a lot of heavy firepower very easily in a lot of those situations. Yeah, absolutely. It's just Harlequins just take so much time to cross the board now. Um, it really mm -hmm. feels like if you go second against Tau, they're going to get three turns to shoot you. Um, <laughs> they're super, super vulnerable into like uh, mortal wound spam. Like you can't really justify running like, like the Laughing God's Eye for the five of mortal wound protection. It's hard to keep that in a relevant place anyway. Um, Harlequins are still absolutely absurdly mobile in some senses. The boats are very fast. But the boats don't advance and charge, which means that they can be a little bit difficult for getting into the deployments over behind enemy lines to performance. Uh, their secondaries are still very strong. We veil uh, behind enemy lines and dead performance is a fantastic combination for getting you like almost 45 points without really having to interact. Like you have to interact in the sense that you've got to kill units in the shooting phase and get your points deployment zone or take a new objective. But if you're not doing that anyway, you're probably not winning anyway. So it kind of it's kind of win more, but it's win more in the sense that. Um, by following your direct game plan, you're rewarded with points rather than win more. And that if you're already winning the game, this gives you points. I think uh, you also have to outplay your opponent a little bit more, especially if you're playing Twilight, because troops are great and troops can be modestly durable. But those large troop lobs are also very susceptible to mortal wounds, like you said, especially to bombers, which we're seeing a lot of right now. And there are also... I think we are kind of skirting around it. We're not really talking about the elephant in the room, which is that Votan is going to come up to full strength very soon. And we're going to start seeing how that interacts with a lot of these things. And I mean, I've seen a few games more recently with Votan to kind of remind me of it, where armies that have been using full wound rerolls or wound rerolls of any kind to, to max out their damage are just kind of not working into Votan armies where they have hecatons at t8 and two up four ups eliminating the first failed save and then also you can't reroll wounds into them and then those platforms are capable of doing a lot of damage to things in between you if you don't position 100 percent properly so you end up getting taking mortal wounds from a lot of stuff especially from ymir with beams but you also can hit a bunch of stuff that you normally wouldn't be able to hit easily as votan like those terminator bricks and also things probably inevitably like um, Tyranid Warrior Bricks and stuff like that would be protected by Venom Thropes and things like that. Makes it a lot harder. And I think we're going to see a lot of things change as Votan hit the meta, as people move away from the efficiency they were getting from wound roll rolls into other things that perhaps get their efficiency from hit rerolls. And yeah, Vic, I don't think any of us know what we're playing anymore. Obviously, Innis doesn't know what he's playing because he switched to GSC right before an event again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 
If you're going to YOLO White Scars, but this time YOLO GSC is I didn't not YOLO. our fault. Dude, I've it played is. so many games with this faction now. Not, I've not enjoyed most of them, but I've played them. <laughs> How many games but, but, are you at for practice? Are you at a number of p- practice games where you would feel comfortable with somebody else having played that many practice games I've going into like a larger 20, event? five games at GSC now. Do you think that would be enough for anybody who's not you to do it? No, but I, I don't know, man. I don't really practice the same way other people do. I just kind of swap That's factions right. on a dime, and it's mostly fine. Um, look, Chris, you're going fuck off, Chris. Chris, I'm going I to a major without playing. What... You're playing free blade lance, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to bring Votan, but I guess they're not difficult probably faction, not bro. Legal. I just stand there. I go herald, 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 and then uh, I roll four ups and I win, or I get table. There is no nuance, bro. To be fair, he he runs into that one spore mine player, and they just he never leaves his deployment zone and dies. Exactly. That's how I dealt with my two knights players that I played at Chicago. Is I just plopped a bunch of spore mines in front of them and was like, "I guess you don't get to go anywhere. Sorry, bud," and then waved goodbye. It's just what happened, and it's okay. I mean, you're not wrong. Spore mines are kind of broken because <laughs> they are free and take up space and act. I mean, like they're not free. You have to pay. Like you have to pay for the biovore. Um, it's true, and the biovore doesn't do anything except spore mines. <laughs> like realistically, they're not particularly good. Actually, that's a pretty good question. We'll talk about it in our question section, Sable, which will be coming up pretty soon. I think we don't have as much meta analysis, I think, to talk about this week. Although I think there is maybe something interesting to talk about very briefly with Votan and what to look out for as they come up to full power in the meta. I don't know. Are you adjusting your list now that Votan are probably going to start hitting the meta in the next couple of weeks? In a spark while, like GSC, I think GSC match up pretty well into Votan because I, I know I've said this because before and it's kind of a joke, um, but GSC die to everything. So Votan killing you super dead doesn't really matter. Yes. I also like, just wanted to I say, Alex, I agree with you. It sounds kind of facetious, but it's kind of right. Uh, and also, their damage output is not super reliant on rerolls, and it's kind of low on AP anyway. Um, and we're pushing through Armor Contempt. So, Wutan aren't that much tankier than Armor Contempt for GSE specifically. So, I don't think it's too bad. I think and your secondaries are way better than Wutan's are. Um, so I think there's definitely still a, a world where GSC are okay. Fair. What do you think about other factions that will have good matchups into Votan aside from GSC? Um, I think the big demons list can be kind of fun into it. If you can connect with them, because Votan don't get a lot of screening stuff. Uh, their lists are not a lot of stuff in general. Uh, you can definitely connect to them and make their make their life painful. Uh, especially if you can hold things in with like Scarborough and stuff like that. I don't think it's an amazing matchup, uh, but Flamers are pretty decent into them. They're not super reliant on wound rerolls, and you can get like plus one to wound and stuff like that. So they're still they're making land fortresses and um, Terminators, and that take a lot of saves. Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems okay. Uh, Votan don't have bad secondaries. GSC secondaries are just stellar. Uh, I don't know how Brute Swarm made it through QA, but 5 VP a turn is fun. Um, what I, seconds did you I still run? Think, uh, yeah, Brute Swarm. Brute Swarm and uh, an action secondary and whatever kill secondary works this game. I do think that the fact that Votan have bad secondaries is kind of overstated. Like, 
they have to kill things with judgment tokens anyways because that's their mechanic for doing damage efficiently. And so they're going to score points from killing your stuff with judgment tokens regardless of the situation. It's not like they're going to ignore your units with judgment tokens to just not score points on them. Unless you can run all your shit away on the last turn in order to try to punish them for it. You just have to judiciously spread it. Don't just spread your tokens to everything. Spread your tokens to some select things and then move them around when things die using your calls. Let, I'm also going to be honest. Your opponent's not going to move judgment tokens for you. Um, they're going to just leave them. Um, we will. Sorry, I'm just going to quickly take a couple of questions from chat. Uh, what other nib builds do you think are either besides Kraken? There's a really cool behemoth build that uses like naturalized camo and fight on death to be really tanky to shooting and also really punishing to combat armies, uh, which I think runs like a lot of hive guard, a lot of tyrant guard. Um, I would even be looking at like a couple like multiple squads. Um, and does the Discord invite have an automatic that to become a Patreon? It should be, as long as you have your Discord integration with Patreon. Otherwise, just fire us a message on Patreon and we'll get you an invite. Oh, and it's you said exactly what I was about to say in chat. That's funny. <laughs> That's fine. Do we want to jump on to general questions and we'll just take them for like the next 20, 20 30 minutes and then we'll uh, finish out because there is no Anthony this week. Uh, there is also uh, for Patreons, there is going to be no bonus content this week, but we will try to do a mini, a couple like mini live stream from Coventry uh, because there's going to be myself, Anthony, and a bunch of the other ancillary guys hanging about. Uh, so we will hopefully try and get some videos there for you guys. Um, yeah, just with uh, the event being this weekend and uh, Anthony flying cross continent, not had time. And Nathan doesn't do bonus content for some reason. Not that any, because he's got work or some shit. Fucking. Mm. I only work like 10 to 12 hours a day in this. Like, I know. It's ridiculous. It's insulting. <laughs> How dare you? Um, I will say, though, that I've been told that I have a better record into New Zealanders than you do. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, I hear that you're 0 and 2 into, New into Kiwis now. And I am, in fact, undefeated into Kiwis right now. I don't think I'm only two. I think I've played a couple more. Um, but I only I can only listen to Alex, who's telling me to remind you that you're terrible into New Zealand. Yeah, that's fine. I'm only two into into Austrian players as well. But you know, it's like <laughs> I only count my record against relevant countries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew I didn't want to tell Alex that I knew that you would just bite back at him and not at me because it's not me who's bragging about this particularly. But also, like, I'm not going to play Innis yeah, unless yeah, he grudge yeah, matches me. You got this great, you got this great win rate into Scottish players. How's your win rate into any country that matters? Like, come That's on, true. man! Fucking, you're beating up on the disabled kid and calling it a victory against Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to our eventual match when we're both 0 and 1, because I'm playing guard for a last hurrah in the Vibe Chick League, and I'm pretty sure that we're going to play next round just for funsies. <laughs> yeah, man, me on my 15 Iron Striders and uh, zero, zero scoring. Uh, <laughs> into my all scoring and it's gonna die real bad list <laughs> those 20 conscripts with minus one to hit plus and a four up and vulnerable save might actually be okay into that list nah, i'll just wrath of mars on the 24 hour oh, that's just rude leave my conscripts alone in this right. all right we are going to jump questions. into taking proper questions so what we're going to how we usually start with this is we're going to take questions from the discord um and we're gonna run through those until we get to the chat what i said the word funny because it was intentional oh <laughs> <laughs> on actual content slash that's the first in the show oh no I, I don't because... know how to explain to you that i hate you in sufficient words um, 
I was giggling because of it, but also because this show doesn't work if we don't have both halves of it, which is why the show exists in the first place is because there's two halves of this. I can't it can't be in focus for this bit because he's too powerful while he's saying. While he's I'm saying too there. powerful talking about this. Apparently somebody's also trying to make me mad in the questions this week because that's what they want to see. That's all I'm going to say. Right. We're going to jump into the Discord questions. Uh, so if you have a question in chat that you want to guarantee gets asked, chuck it in the Discord. Uh, although, And then after we have exhausted those, we will scroll back through chat and see what we can grab that we can talk through. We're going to run for about 25, 30 minutes on this one. And then we are going to bounce. Um we're doing a slightly shorter show this week just because there is no Anthony, which means that the uh, game is generally just we're, we're running out of stuff to talk about when we don't have Anthony to insult. Um, that's basically all it is. <laughs> he says we, but it's really just him. It's just him. Look, you've been sitting here insulting me. You could at least pretend you insult Anthony too. Well, I've got a somebody's got to balance it out somehow, and it might as well be me trying to do it because I'm not that good at it. All right, show questions. I bet how many of these before I look do you reckon are asked for Anthony knowing that Anthony wasn't on the show this week? We can just answer them in a terrible way, but pretending that we're Anthony. That is a brilliant idea. Uh, should the next that. Vibe Check League be streamed? Uh, we do stream them in the Discord. We just don't stream them publicly just because TTS and all that. Uh, it's a little easier to just keep it quiet and private. Uh, what bonus content is coming on Friday and why is it drinking games? Drinking games on Friday might be a shout. Uh, Chris, you can be in charge of filming that. What are the chances of... I'm not asking that question, you know, sorry. Uh, what are the chances of company, Coventry happening? Uh, well, we're not going to talk about that much drama. Um, so I had to read the question to myself because I wasn't in Discord. I, I, just like I did, yeah. Uh, how much money are you planning on losing at the casino? None, but I'm planning on losing uh, exactly enough to win a Super Major again because that's how it works. If you lose money at the casino as a Scotsman, you always win the Super Major. It's worked three out of three times it's worked uh, for me and Brian. <laughs> So, uh, Nathan, what is your beard care routine? <laughs> oh, the tears of his enemies. It's, I wish I don't have enough enemies to use their tears to do that. It's honestly just not me following it very well at the moment. Just buy some beard oil to moisturize and make sure you wash your face because your beard otherwise holds a bunch of bacteria in it. There you go. There's so, a routine. He thought can bring Brennan. That is a threat, I think. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll not say no. I mean, you. We've got you guys. You in the polls, so I'm sure we can make something happen. Uh, we have an Airbnb, oh. so. Uh, what's everyone? Yeah, this is the one that's just trying to make me mad. And as you can read it, what's everyone's view on codexes, including subfaction rules slash bonuses? For instance, Black Legion, Empress Children, Iron Warriors, etc. In CSM. This is just people trying to make me mad because they know that like the one gear that I have, the one peeve is that everybody talks about simplifying sub factions. But my opinion is that it only punishes non-Space Marine players because we all know Space Marines of their various colors would get to keep all their special stuff while nobody else would get to keep it. So really it would only punish Space Marine, uh, non-Space Marine players. And I was so excited in ninth edition to get like f rules for my sub factions like expanded rules like supplement style for them even though strife was not balanced when it came out and made the drew curry book way too turned up to 11 than it needed to be i just liked the fact that xenos were getting more stuff which is something that just never used to really happen previously so that was kind of I cool i broadly think you could make them not for match play and not lose out on too much. Just leave them in there for crusade and narrative. 
I uh, do think it would be cool if you occasionally got some expanded rules, or at least like they expanded some. I don't mind them. Like stuff. I think there, there's definitely a lot of play in them. And I mean, the Marines are never going to not have them. Marines have had them since well, like fifth edition. I know they had to give up a rule to get them in fifth edition, but since the sixth ed codex, at least they've had proper chapter tactics. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's honestly more of a shame with armies like Grey Knights and um, was it Grey Knights, Thousand Sons, and Death Guard don't actually have chapter tactics. They just have chapter things that give them rules and i don't love that i think they could have been even just little bonuses um which i think would have been so i think it's almost more disappointing when if they're going to do it do it for everybody um i do wish that they were more like like csms where they're all in the one book which i actually really liked um i think if marines were more like that people would have less issue with the amount of rules they have but also that would be a 500 page book so i'd be okay with that just sell it in two parts <laughs> one with all the two parts. Yeah, just sell two parts. One with all the supplements and one with all the core stuff, maybe. Yeah, just yeah, do it that I way. Mind that. Um, it maybe just gets expensive for people who don't want everything at that point. I but don't I care. Punish marine players with money to play. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> How do I feel about my impending GSC run? Why only eighteen year fights for new players? What's one thing you can focus on while running the style GSC list? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm less confident than I was at LGT, but with more cause to be confident. I think because I think this is a better list. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I am reserving judgment until I see the results. But I I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if I do quite well on this one. I would also not be surprised if I crash and burn. But I'm also going to double down that if I start doing badly, I'm going to drink like a motherfucker. So <laughs> that will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Mm, so we'll see. Uh, but I'm more open to the fact that if I do badly because I started drinking, that I'll be okay with it this time, having dealt with my feelings after LGT a little bit. Not fully, but getting there. Why only neophytes? Uh, I still like having some combat in the list. I like having a couple of small squads to do actiony stuff. Um, and I, I don't have 120 shotgun neophytes. Uh, I have six, I have, I'm currently in the process of painting my last uh, 20 to run 60. And then I am running one squad with all guns so that I can have a backfield unit that's got 24 range, uh, which I don't think is optimal, but I also don't hate. Uh, I've given it the icon so I can do some cool plays with it and it will give me a bit of primary control. So I don't know. Uh, I'm fairly happy with the list as is. I could definitely see playing 120, uh, which is obviously what Eric is doing right now. I don't think that's wrong. I just don't think it was a viable option for me uh, deciding to swap to this on Sunday night, 55 minutes before submission. I also think that Eric runs a list that Eric can run and not necessarily a list that everyone else can run. And it's probably not always good to run just 100% sometimes when you don't know if you can run the list the way the person runs it or not. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not... Uh, Eric's a very good player, and Eric plays lists that are designed for Eric, ultimately. All right. We're, we're Tarbo. Uh, please let us know when he lands safely, though. Uh, yeah, we will... Uh, I, I'm sure Anthony will be posting updates. He is, uh, unfortunately, coming to the UK to work for a couple of days. He's going to be staying with a friend of ours, Doug, uh, who, and then he is crashing at his in Oxford and then coming to meet us up at Coventry. So he's actually over here working from home, uh, which is hilarious to me. It's how he's managing to make some of these trips, though, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, he's how probably value... somewhere over the Atlantic, by the way. Just saying. That's where probably, he is. yes. How much value do you feel there is in being a faction specialist or isolating to a small number of armies if your goal is to make your national WC team? I think there's as much value in that as you can make there be value. If you're going to be a faction specialist, you have to be the best player of that faction in your country. That is kind of, or like at least the second best with the other player being a general so you can move on to something else. Like if you're the third best Terranids player, even if you're the third best player, if you only play Terranids and there's two people above you who also play Terranids, um, 
I don't know, you're probably probably a lower consideration for the team unless you prove ability to swap. I would generally say if you want to be a faction specialist, pick like a couple of factions so you at least can show that you have the capacity for flexibility, even if you're not demonstrating it right now, that you can say, no, look, I've put up results on Tyranids and also an army wildly different to Tyranids. If you ask me to swap factions, I will be capable of doing that. That will generally hold you in better esteem um, because the other players or the, other, or the captain or the selected commander or whoever it is will look at that and say, yes, I see that. Uh, that you have flexibility and that we can work with you. But more important than that, talk to the people that are on the team and find out what they're looking for. Um, because, you know, this ultimately selection is always going to be a social process. Um, if you want to make the team, ask the team what they're looking for. Because every team will be different. Some teams will may love faction specialists, some teams may not like them at all. Uh, you will have much better results asking the team that you're interested in applying for than you will asking me, um, because I don't know the ins and outs of for Sam specifically Team Australia, for anybody else, whatever team they're applying. If anybody's interested in applying for Team Scotland for 2024 and they want to know about how they get started on the path to making the team in the future, they should talk to me or someone else who has made the path rather than someone who is looking at it from the outside. In. Makes sense. That's all I got. I don't um, got nothing. <laughs> question for Ernest: what's the most fucked up american food you're apt to try so i'm really fussy when it comes to food like a lot of american food i look at and i'm like there's way too many toppings on that for me to not not like like half of them um so i'm actually only kind of excited for the food like i don't know i'm not i'm not generally uh i don't know i eat a lot of food but i don't put a lot of stock in food if you know what i mean i i keep to the things i like i just eat a lot of that not great, but you know it is. It is what it is. So anytime I look at anything, I'm like, the second you put like mustard or pickles or anything or coleslaw in them, I'm like, right out. I'm like, not a chance in hell. You so don't like the, pickles? Can't stand things. Um, you don't so, like mustard either? No, no. I I don't want this just to be into like here's fifty thousand foods in this doesn't eat because we'll be we I can go all day. Well, I think uh, we'd actually need to say what foods you do like instead. Yeah, probably. probably at that point. Um, what I'm excited for it like I would like to try like real pro like proper barbecue food because that sounds like a great a great idea. Um, I have to try some of your chocolate because I don't know, man. I don't understand how it can be so terrible that everybody online talks about it. I need to try some of the garbage. Uh, but like proper, like not like the the Hershey stuff we import here. We do like we do have like good chocolate. It's just that we have you. a lot of bad chocolate. Um, anything with like, like high. Like, I want to try like proper Mountain Dew. You they they have to sell your Mountain Dew as energy drink over here, and I don't think they do it properly either. Um, so like, I want to try all the, too. I want to try all of the like the vile stuff that isn't is important over here badly, um, just to see what it ends up as. Uh, so, other than that, portion sizes sound kind of impressive. Um, so what I'm hearing I'm is sure you need to take you to like Taco Bell so you can have like Baja Blast Mountain like, Dew and stuff like, like Mexican that. food. It's like, yeah, no. It's I really mean, dry. to be fair, Taco Bell is not Mexican food. Yeah, no, I, it's I like get that. But... Adjacent. Yeah, it's like I just, <laughs> I will be taking recommendations <laughs> for when I'm in New York from the Discord. Um, uh, that is absolutely the thing I will do. But yeah, I am going to, everything will be filtered through my very, very, um, white bread is spicy palate. Oh no, Innes! <laughs> oh no, Innes! All right. Well, now that we've heard that salt is too spicy for Innes, let's move on to the next question before we get it too. Man, Innes, I just don't want to disappoint. Yeah, look, look, man. My, my, I am not an adventurous <laughs> eater, unfortunately. 
in this you went your forefathers went and stole all those spices and didn't you can't even use any of we them. kept we kept stealing them because we were trying to find one that was good <laughs> <laughs> all right um, i am kidding of course uh, <laughs> we... I, I enjoy paprika that's as far as <laughs> paprika all right, we're going to the next question before I get mad at Dude, I'm ass. just trying to... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, the number one, I want to, number one thing I want to eat in New York is a Chicago-style deep dish, deep dish pizza. Uh, and you're going to make Anthony so mad. That, that's the idea. Um, a nice slice of frame. Oh, I hear no. Olive Garden's great. Um, oh, God, it is. How I'm much guard eat... artillery can I fit in 2K next month? Probably enough to make a lot of people really upset with you. Good. I don't want to. I don't didn't want to know that. Um... Anthony with Votan now the worst army in in the game. What can be done to fix this? Kill Anthony. Uh, what? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> um, Votan's not the worst army in the game. Just wait for the second half to come out, guys. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Wait for Votan to become a real army. Anyway. Um... I am going to scroll up through the chat now past all the talk of me and being really bad with food. I'm really sorry, guys. I eat like the same eight meals on rotation uh, and enjoy it. God. <laughs> I just, whatever it is. I'm I not know. gonna. I know. I know. I'm not... I know. I know. It, it's so sad, but. It's the worst stereotype of somebody from the fucking UK. Is that... I don't. I, I. The problem is, I don't even like a lot of. I don't even like a lot of UK foods. So, like jellied eels, man. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get why that's a thing. Um, anything with kidney, I'm like, I'm good. Black pudding, not a fan. Oh, black like... pudding is so good. Sorry. <sighs> I know. I like putting an an over easy egg on top of it. It's so good. Okay. Uh, what would you say is the easiest and hardest factions to play? the easiest faction to play like well or just like generally like the know. easiest factions answer, to play i don't know feel the feel the vibe man answer the question you like custodes is the easiest faction to play there's not a lot of units you don't have a lot of options most of the army moves at the same speed it has good shooting good combat and reasonably powerful stratagem, so you don't have to manage a lot of things in the same time. It doesn't have a complicated movement phase, and you just, yeah, you just have to roll fours in order for that army to work. I, I would broadly put, like, Custodes and then, like, Chaos Knights, Imperial Knights in that kind of bracket of armies that just kind of do their thing, and it will either work or won't. Uh, most mm -hmm. complicated armies, um, Tau seem to be really quite, um, you need to get a lot of your movement phase and your sequencing at the moment. I think Tau are... Like there's a definitely a degree of you know once you once you hit a minimum bar with that you can pilot them to basically autopilot and win a lot of games without trying but the close games will be really difficult. Um, Eldar in their new builds seem a lot like that as well. Like the Savage Strikes Master Strokes build that gets a lot of battle focus has to be very careful with threat ranges and um, where it can apply angles and pressure. I think Twilight uh, Harlequins kind of falls in that same boat. Yeah, you're Twilight depending Harlequins. On the, any like, on sort combat of very lot. heavy fragile melee list can be like that. So like um Kraken Tyranids, uh, Harlequins. Uh, Gene Seal Cult as well, kind of fall in that category. 
uh, of being, you know, there's a lot of, there's a very high baseline you have to get to. That's kind of how I'm interpreting this, is like what level of competence do you have to reach before you can play this army relatively successfully? More moving pieces. Yeah, exactly. So I would say any army that's kind of fairly simple, units that just kind of do their things, so Leviathan Tyranids, I would have put in that easy to play category, where you can achieve a very competent level on Leviathan Tyranids without putting a lot in. Um, I would say Blood Angels are kind of there as well, although Blood Angels you can get a lot more out of. Uh, because blood angels, you can just kind of go apply death ball to forehead, um, and then if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You can obviously you can take a lot of these a lot higher, uh, and like I don't think you you can play if you want to play pyrolyze at the highest level, you'll have to put in a lot of work. But to get them to competent, I could probably go through to a GT with a couple of practice games. Yeah, I think blood angels, chaos knights are all kind of in that region. I think full release Votan are going to be in that same kind of pile of easy to play armies because they do their one thing and they do it well. Yeah, probably. Nathan, are you ever going to come to the UK? And why is the answer no? I will come to the UK. I've actually been to the UK before. We're going to get Nathan over for LG 2024 <laughs> or 2023, man. I'm going to come over to WTC next summer. Hell yeah. I mean, Innis should know this. I do. He's coming to help us. He's going to sit yeah, and I know. stare at my pairing matrix and not talk because I'll be annoyed at him if he talks. Uh, because I'm annoyed at everybody if they talk about pairing. I mean, the funny, the funny thing about it is I've... I'm like gonna make this whole thing for Innis, and he's just never gonna use it. Because <laughs> what? Because intuition is stronger, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I already talked to Chris about it. I was like, "Yeah, Chris, I have this whole plan," and he was like, "I'll tell Innis about it." And then Innis just is there. So now I'm gonna tell Innis on air. <laughs> Go for it. Don't you leak in state secrets? Um, right. You so next year, I was pl I was planning on hitting on GTs and really getting the reps in. Do you know where LFL could look and find any GTs coming up? So there are a couple of ways you can do that um, based on what region you're in as well. So if you're in the UK, um, the UKTC website has a really great events calendar where you can see basically every event in the UK for the next however long. Uh, Frontline maintains a similar resource on the ITC page, which is anything that's been submitted to ITC rankings. You can see on there and then you should be able to find it through BCP. Um, but honestly, the best resource is to just try and find some local comp players and either like most regions will have like a store discord or a regional discord or um, like in this case in Scotland, because we're a small community, we have a national discord uh, as well as a bunch of regional ones. Um, try and just get involved with there. The, the best resource for finding events is to know the people who are going to them already and just either tag along with people you know or just show up and eventually you'll find people to hang out with. Uh, or, you know, if you've got a local club and you want to all start going together that's the goal um there isn't really a, a one-size-fits-all but there are resources out there um so i would in say the united states, the, yeah. yeah in Front the united, united states, calendar in the united states. yeah um yeah that, that's all i really want it's uh it's event finding you 40k can be super weird and hard um but it's definitely doable mm -hmm. uh, uh to answer scotty d's question about attending events in australia make flights to australia significantly cheaper and we can talk about it it's the most expensive place to go right now for me in particular, I'd love to go to Australia. I have actually quite a few friends in Australia, but it's just like $2,000 to fly to Australia. Round trip is too much money. Yeah, that's uh, in a few years thing for me when I'm making more money than I am now, unfortunately. Or if I ever go pro in 4K, which I don't think is going to happen. But, you know, if it ever does, I'll just fly to tournaments. Like, that seems easy. Uh, totally. Get us another couple hundred uh, patron members and we can we can crowdfund some tickets for Innis <laughs> to Australia. I just need some friends in Australia to pay for my flights there, right? You just <laughs> work for the you just US. Need some, right? Just some. Just, you just need to marry into money, Ines. Just marry into some money. Just marry into money. Yeah, that that's definitely going to happen. Uh, so unless Brian wants to marry me from Team Scotland, uh, it's not happening. <laughs> I mean, you need you need to like ask Brian this. You can't just ask him that on air. You I need did. To ask um, him that. What? 
No, no, it works. The, it works. The, it works the same as getting Vic to uh, write uh, write theory, which he's just DM'd me. Uh, it works the same. I just asked Brian on air, and then he asked to see us because pure pressure. Oh dang! Right? Anthony must have landed or must have internet on the plane because he just waved at somebody in the Discord to say hello. But did he? Did he? Did he? Ash Loftus, yeah. I'm taking BA to a GT next week. Let's see if I can three. Ash, I believe in you. You're a very good player because you beat me once. So um, <laughs> I have to say yes. Actually, you beat me twice. Uh, you got the same win rate into me as New Zealand does. Uh, you have to pressure them online or it doesn't work. Exactly, Sayable. Right. I think we are de firmly devolved into the realm of we are talking shit and garbage now. Uh, so I, I mean, we seem to be getting people still staying here to listen to us talk garbage. So it must be okay in us. Right, let's uh, let's try it out. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode 17 of Stat Check upon wing, Winds of Fire. Winds of Fire. Winds of, one last question for Chris. Fuck off, Chris. Find uh, one question from one Chris. Question. Do it. It has to be. No, 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 no. All right. I'm not, We're that's done. why I'll never go to Chicago. Um, the Bean. It's called Cloudgate, technically. It's called The Bean. That's okay. Fuck you. Anish Kapoor can die on a fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, thanks, everyone, for watching us. Please go. You just don't deserve like. dominance over Vanna Black. Give it to the people. Um, I believe in, I Just know. go buy the pinkest pink or the blackest buy, black. Buy, buy from Stuart Semple, really. Um, all right, folks. Thank you very much for joining us for episode 17 upon Winds of Fire. We will be back next week with the results from Coventry, fingers crossed. Uh, Anthony will probably also not be with us that episode because I think he'll be flying back to the States and be super tired. Uh, but we will see what we can do. Um, thank you. If, as always, uh, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed, check us out on Patreon. Check us out on YouTube. Check out the live stream every Tuesday at around about this time. We should be back to normal for our UK listeners next week uh, because daylight savings in the US is happening, which would mean we're going back to the other shift, other shift schedule. Um, but thank you very much everyone for being with us and we will see you next week and keep an eye out for the Meta Report, which should be coming out roughly Friday. Uh, thank you, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.